Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast. And today I am really, really excited to have uh, Evie Ormsby, also known as Wednesdays We Wear Pink. Hi, Evie. Hello. <laughs> That's the best introduction I think I could have asked for. <laughs> I just like, it's like, let the people know who she really is. <laughs> so for the listeners, can you just give, give us an introduction? Who's Evie? What she get yeah. out to? So I am, I'm Evie, and I run Yoko Studio. So I'm a graphic designer and branding expert, and I run my studio for bold indie businesses. And we work with people who are packed for the personality, colourful, vibrant, and I'm there to help them push their story out into the world in all of its glory. Oh my goodness, I love that. So naturally Evie's going to share all of her links we're going to put them in the show notes but if you were to connect with Evie online and also in person it just makes you hungry everything is just candy it's bright colors it's just fun it's just very hard to not feel fun when you're engaging with Yoko Studio or Evie herself so please if if that appeals to you like even at the time of us recording you naturally won't be able to see this she's in a lilac jumper I am in a baby blue jumper it's pastel city over here we're bringing the color to your airway it's great this is what we're all about bring the color bring the love (laughs) (laughs) that is so amazing and like, what was your journey like? Start us from the beginning. Like, as a teenager, did you know you wanted to be a creative and be a graphic designer? Where did it start? Mm, so, I always say that um, I was lucky to grow up creative, which sounds really strange talking about it out loud. But, you know, when you reflect on these, you can pick up on these cues. And I grew up in a single income household. Um, my mum ran the house and in Ipswich so um, back then as well and I spent a lot of my time being creative we didn't have loads of money to be doing computer games or going on holidays or doing all this sort of thing so I spent a lot of my time drawing and playing and being imaginative and reading and painting coloring everything anything creative so I kind of think that it was inevitable that something was going to happen with all of that. And I went to, I did everything. I went to college, I went to university, everything to do with creativity. I studied art, design, (laughs) did some interiors, did some pottery, did some fashion, a little bit of everything. And yeah, that's me. I, I can't think of anything that I would be doing that wouldn't be creative in some way. I, I just can't see it. I don't think it ever would have happened. But yeah, so I, I went to university and I did a graphic design there. And from there, I, I stayed in the industry. I had my first job in a local agency, which was fantastic. 
And then I went to freelance. Mm. I left my home. I left my town, moved to London. I did some contractor work, which is not as fun as it sounds. Okay. (laughs) It it really is not as fun as it sounds. Um, From there, I moved to in-house. And then I ended up running my own business. So I've got the full shebang, really. It's creative from a kid to business owner to now. Wow. And I love the fact that you tried out so many different disciplines. So like interiors, fashion, (laughs) like pottery, like all of that must have been so enriching just for your creative process, just in general. A hundred percent. And it still is. I think that as a creative to be able to tap into lots of different things, not just Mm. the thing that you focus on, is really important just for expanding your horizons and getting more ideas. It all influences itself and eventually makes your work better because you're pulling in from all of these different places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much inspiration. And like, I'm a career nerd, so I have to ask, you've you've tried out pretty much every format of being a creative and making <laughs> a living from your creativity. What what were like what drove you to make those shifts, I guess? Like what drove you from contracting, uh, you know, moving to in-house and then I guess most recently going from in-house to just full-time entrepreneur running the business? What were those shifts? That's a really good question. Probably just big changes in in my life and my personal growth. I think going from, particularly going from agency to freelance was, it was a big thing. It was my first job that I had from university. So I sort of felt like I grew up there. Mm -hmm. And that was a a five-year job. I learned so, so, so much working with, you know, brands all over the world and really aspirational stuff. And I grew out of it. I think that's, that's as much as I can say, I grew out of that type of work. Working for a very niche agency, they worked with just uh, hotels, residences and resorts. Mm. So it was primarily, primarily big, big brands, big, hotel big, brands. <laughs> big buildings that had beautiful pools and gorgeous things that I would never get to see in my life. And I was I was a little bit done with it. It was it was too big. There there wasn't enough of the soul. There wasn't enough of that really exciting stuff that you get with working with either indie businesses or mm. smaller businesses or startups. So yeah, I, I grew out of it and the the stresses behind working to those international deadlines and mm. working for someone who maybe wasn't as interested in growth as you were. Yeah. I felt that it was my time to leave. And I did. I, <laughs> I, I used up all of my, ho- I, it was a big thing. I used up all of my holiday and I went to Japan for four weeks and then I quit and went to freelancing. So you literally went to the mountains. I went to the mountains and I, I found myself creatively and spiritually and it was wonderful. And yeah, that was a, that was actually a really defining moment that you don't really think about until 
you have these conversations about, you know, how have you got to where you, where you are? <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's an element of having that bravery. And it's so interesting because as you explained that, it took me back to the businesses that you work with today that are indie and bold. And you started off with the big, for all intents and purposes, kind of inaccessible brands if that makes sense you know not that anybody listening here can't go to a really nice hotel don't get me wrong but we don't have infinity pools in our back garden we don't always vacation oh you you don't have those I don't have one of those I don't I don't I you know I'm one of those people that has to save up for holidays that involve infinity pools um so it's literally just two completely different worlds apart and even kind of when you mentioned growing out of it I think people People don't respect that enough as a good reason to leave a job. Mm-hmm. People think it's safe. They're paying you well. You've been there a while. You must know everybody. You, you're really good at your job. And I think there's still a big sway of the society that thinks that that should be enough. Definitely. Even within my own family and friends, my own circle that I deeply respected, loved mm-hmm. it, still found it strange that I was leaving my secure, good job in the area for something unknown Mm. freelancing and contract work is is unknown to some people especially of particular generations and I remember getting not really worked up but kind of confused as to why they would rather have me stay and be sad Mm. than leave and be happy yeah apparently that's what a career is supposed to look like meant to be oh it's so funny you said that right because it's the perceptions and I think also from the perspective as women and also from the perspective as women of color safety yes (laughs) safety anything that is a threat to safety is like why the hell would you even risk it why would you even and so you must have looked like an absolute like where's Evie and what have you done with her because you've gone to Japan you've come back you flipped everything upside down and again kind of what you were saying straight out of uni right so you have that thing where it's like you should be grateful you got a job straight out of uni and they kept you on and they they showed you things and it's like but they've shown me all the things that they can show me and they're not trying to show me anything more and I'm the type of person to board a flight to go to Japan so why should my career do you mean like I want my career to be Japan. Like I want it to be mountains <laughs> and new stuff and immersive cultures and authentic and all of that. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. I, I don't want Butlins. I want Japan. <laughs> like Maybe I should have explained it to them like that. <laughs> yeah. We, we have Butlins. I'll have Japan. Uh, I'll take Japan. It's far. Yeah. Cost more. Yeah. New languages. Yeah. New food. Yeah. <laughs> like check 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 you are seeing risk but I am seeing adventure like none other and it's so funny I was talking to a friend just before we jumped on to record and she was talking to another friend who was like so wait you're telling me all this time that you've been an entrepreneur you've always been in the black like you haven't gone into debt she was like yeah I still pay half of everything I still go on holidays I still do this this and that she was like I'm not paying myself a massive salary but I'm still, my standard of living hasn't changed. I'm not, the risk that you see when somebody says full-time entrepreneur isn't the risk that I've experienced. In fact, to a certain extent, I felt more stability because 
if things change, I've been able to adapt really quickly and go, right, okay, let's pop up a new course or a new product or package or whatever. And I think it's, I think it's so interesting that that still dictates a lot of what we feel like we there are people right now that want japan in the same way that you wanted japan that's our new metaphor that might actually be the title um of today's episode they want japan but they've never seen japan done yes definitely i think you you've hit the nail on the head there um especially as how some of us can you know grow up like i grew up in in an estate you know single single parent family um my my prospects were limited and I didn't want it I never wanted it and for a long time my goal was to not have like to not have what everyone else had because I wanted more and being able to being able to figure out what it is that you want or do not want has been so important in I think my entire career journey as as fluid and as up and down and all round about the houses it has been, the being able to define what it is that you are looking for and then taking the action to get it has been essential. And it's paid off. Mm, yeah. So even going back to the recent moment, so moving from being in-house to being an entrepreneur, what was... Was there a plan? Was it a nudge? Was like, what was it for you? There was no plan. (laughs) We'll start there. There was no plan. I did not really plan this at all. And I was made, I was made furlough last year in the the big, great British furlough. (laughs) (laughs) And I was kind of, I guess that was the nudge. That was the nudge. Um, it was a it was a really tough time. I was lucky enough to be in a a job in London, um, working in house. It wasn't my favourite. I wouldn't have chosen it chosen it necessarily, mm. but it was safe. Let's go back to that. I was safe, and I was made fellow. And I remember the first thought was, okay, this is weird. I don't like this feeling. Mm. I feel like I've been tired. And that's obviously that's not how it works, but that's how it felt. It felt like I was, I'd lost something or that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't good enough. You know, I, I was being thrown away by this, this employment, this employment that I didn't really like. And I ended up having a couple of weeks later, I had like a little breakdown in, in, in my flat um, I think it was the first time that my uh, my boyfriend had ever seen me cry and it was because of a job that I didn't choose. And that was such an important moment for me to think, why was I feeling so bad for something that I didn't really want, that didn't align with who I was as a person or who I wanted to be as a person? Why did I feel so bad? Why did I feel so much grief for something that wasn't me and it was then that I knew that I needed to change something and it was all about the values I yeah this job wasn't aligning with who with the values that I wanted to seek in my life and that was primarily creativity and freedom and I didn't have that there 
But then I was kind of given this weird gift of time and a little bit of safety in the fact that mm-hmm. I got a little bit of my, my wage and I was able to, to find that creativity and freedom through other channels online, connected with loads more people in online communities, spoke to lots more designers and other creatives and just other women, other women in business who were in a, a, similar, a similar moment in time. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing some courses, doing some workshops and filling my time with the things that did align with who I was. Yeah. Not just work things, with, you know, self-care. I, I delved into so much personal development, just trying to figure out what it is that I really wanted and kind of where I'd strayed from my, from my path. And I realised that that job was not anywhere near that path. <laughs> So I, I decided to, to go out at my, go out on my own and try and run the studio myself. Mm. Yay. Wow. <laughs> we got deep. We got a bit deep there. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. There's just so many layers to that because I think it's, it's so easy to take for granted Firstly, it's, it's very easy to take for granted the impact of the Great British furlough and yes. how that felt for many people because it created a situation where some people were furloughed and some people were still showing up in the building. And also the reality of, it's exactly like you said, regardless of how you feel about the job overall, it's part of your identity. So for somebody to take it away from you and say, don't log in, it's like, but what do you mean? We've still got this campaign or this project and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you're furloughed. It's like, what? You stole it from me. What's going Why are you withholding me from my work from me? This is my work. What else do you expect me to do? You know, and, and I think that was such a huge thing to, to deal with, I think, all round. Um, but I think in the same way that you explained, it created a lot of introspection. It created a lot of self-reflection for people to go, how important have I made this thing in my life? Yes. And should it just be a part? And have I made it the whole? Is that why I feel so lost right now? And who am I without it? Because again, when furlough happened, everybody got a time period, right? Everybody got that say, you know, you're going to be furloughed until at least here. And then we'll let you know. So you're just looking at this big bucket of time, like, maybe I should figure that out now. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Who am I without my work? Yeah. That's an important question for anyone. I think that's so important to know. And I think even that question of who am I without my work is also, I'm kind of going to say it's actually more challenging when you start working for yourself. Because in the same way that you did that values exercise to figure out what was going on for you, those values led you to set up the business and to work with the people that you want to work with so in a sense probably and this is me just making an assumption just because this is how it works for me where because my business is my own it is how I express my values so when I stop doing that it's like well your values really your values jazz you said that you care about people you said you care about people you know having phenomenal careers da, 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 da. Um, and so then it becomes even more intrinsic because it's like, I care about these small, independent, bold businesses. 
I ad- yeah, I adopt all of my clients as my own. What do you mean I should leave them, you know, where they are at five o'clock? What? Yes, I got an idea for a client at midnight on a Saturday. So what? And again, when you work for yourself, there's literally no <laughs> there's no boundaries to that. That sort of stuff. So then again, you then get in this catch twenty two where it's just like, my work is my life because I put my life into it. And it's so, so tough to then again hit the reset button because even we were talking about this before we started to record we're recording over a bank holiday weekend and um I was explaining how I took some time away from screens and I went for a walk in a forest and I did all of that stuff and it felt nice because I would typically just work all the way through like I see bank holiday as somebody who works full-time and runs their business I see it as this unadulterated period of time to really <laughs> go deep on my business and strategize and visualize right and so then I go back in, right? So I'm always just trundling forward. And this weekend was very different because I actually took two days to just be. Yes, I did some work, but I didn't do tons. I read books, I watched films, I spent time with loved ones. Like it was that. We went for a walk for like a couple hours in the wood, like <laughs> all of that. And Evie was just like, yeah, got to really fuel. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be out here like pouring from empty cups. And again, right? Anybody who's listening, and they've worked with me as a coach, you probably come to me for this. And what I'm saying to you is that quite often we have to take our own medicine. So it's a hundred percent me saying hands up. I'm not always the best at self-care, but that is a hundred percent my foundation and the space. I think it's space to just go with the flow and all of those things, sort of just to pattern interrupt life is so, so important to stop, to stop the imbalance or actually get a moment where it's just like, there are eight hours today that I'm not going to spend doing work. So what do I fill it with? Yep. Challenge accepted. Yeah, like, definitely. It's it, it can be difficult, especially if you have given so much of your life or your days to your, your work to then figure out, okay, I'm going to set this boundary. I'm going to switch off at five o'clock, four o'clock, whatever it is. I'm going to do something for me. What's that? <laughs> What, what, what do I like doing? What Trying to figure out all these things, like how am I going to spend that time? And I've struggled with it too. I really have. Um, and I now, weirdly, Japanese has helped me to reclaim some of my free time as my own, even with a little bit of structure. I started learning Japanese every single day uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So I've almost been doing that for a whole year daily. And that habit has stuck. And although it's been 10 minutes, sometimes it's been five minutes of my day, but it has given me, it's given me something that's for me, that fits my values Mm -hmm. and takes me away from work, both in a recharge way, but also in a reinforcing that I am not just my work. Mm -hmm. I, I am more than a designer. I'm more than a business owner I'm you know I'm a fan I I, I speak other languages you know I'm a reader I'm you know I'm a lover of food yeah etc etc and it's yeah being able to find those teeny tiny little things that you can reinforce your life with it it Mm. is reinforcement it's it's balance but it also adds to who you are and, and proves to yourself that you are more than what you might think you are. 
Yeah. And in that sense, like one thing that I've really been pondering on recently is like a limitless, limitless career, because I told you I'm a career nerd, but a limitless life where just really getting yourself into a space where you realise the possibilities are open. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of this thing called my life. Um, Obviously, we want to be courteous to those who live the life around us. So I'm not saying to anybody, just pack up your bags and go halfway across the world without talking to anybody. But what I'm trying to say is just putting that agency, reminding us that we create it with each decision, we create our reality or each indecision, right? I know a lot of people can relate to the avoidance of a decision, just creating a life that is just strange to you. (laughs) Um, It's not to say that decisions are easy, (laughs) but yeah, it's huge. Like just building it and doing it with some intentionality is just so important. Just always just refining, just trying to get better at being you really. That's what it's about. I think that's why even when I work with clients around their career, it's like, why? Oh, because I want to get a promotion. Okay. Why? Because I want to get a pay rise. Why? Because I'd love to buy my own place with a garden. I'd love to think about having children. I'd love to live somewhere where I can have a dog. I'd love to, I mean, and it's just like, there we go. Yeah, most let's, definitely. Let's, let's start from there. How is this going to enrich your life? It's a part of your life, but it's not going to be all of it. So let's talk about the ripple effect that you want to create, not just, I want to work with you because I want to get promotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. That's just one step to something. It's not, yeah. it's not the end goal. No. Yeah. So no. for me, like my end goal is freedom to travel. Mm. One of the, the things that's important to me is to be able to enrich my life with new things, whether it's new, new sites, new smells, new people, new environments. Um, partly for that creative being that creative sponge but also it just it interests me to be in other spaces I could be doing exactly the same thing but if I'm doing it somewhere else uh, it's so much more exciting I'm not I'm not (laughs) sure why but that that's what I'm looking for and the good thing about now being able to take ownership of my career I can build that in Mm -hmm. I don't have to do the whole work for six months and to to build up my allowance to be able to spend one week <laughs> to earn my freedom. freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, we start off free. Like, do I need to earn my freedom doing something yeah. that I don't want to be doing? So now I know that that's what kind of my end goal is. I can build that into how I want to structure my career. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of being able to, you know, once a quarter to be able to spend a week, two weeks, somewhere else. I'll take my laptop with me, don't get me wrong, mm. but it means that, that I have the flexibility to work from somewhere else. Yeah, I feel getting that soaking in culture. Mm. It's part of my career. It's not this extra thing that I have to fit in. Yeah. Which I can't wait for. I'm so excited for this. As soon as those borders open, she's not learning Japanese for fun. It's fun, <laughs> but it's also to speak to some Japanese people in Japan. Yeah, I need, I need to find the plugs on it. So I need to ask, where can I plug my laptop in? <laughs> yeah, it's literally that. I think having that big picture is so, so important. And I think when we lose sight of that, then everything kind of crumbles a little bit because 
it makes it easier for us to stay safe. It makes it easier for us to stay in our bubble, stay in our box, which for all intents and purposes isn't necessarily harming us, but it's not necessarily taking us to that expensive life, expansive, P-A-N, not expensive. (laughs) It can take you to both if you want to, but the expansive life that we envision for ourselves. Yeah. And that's the thing, like you need to be able to envision it for yourself. Mm. If you if you don't know what that life looks like or kind of, like sort of what it would look like, mm. you can't really direct yourself there if there is no there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's something that has been really, really helpful. I've done some coaching that's helped me sort of picture in my mind, what is it that I'm looking for? You know, 10 years in the future, do I want to be to my desk do I want to be in a glass office do I want to be on a beach do I want to be you know all of these things even down to you know do I have a dog mm. I don't think I do want a dog I'm gonna throw that out there <laughs> <laughs> not getting a COVID puppy like everyone not getting a COVID puppy no <laughs> I think that would completely ruin my routine what's left what's left of my routine <laughs> would be ruined if I had a puppy <laughs> The cuddles would be great, though. <laughs> so maybe you just need to borrow puppies. Which is a whole new business. I could do that. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. It's so true. It's just us. We don't ask ourselves enough what we actually really, really want. And I think that's what's so important when it comes to carving out our lives. Not only what's available to us, but what do you want? Because you also might realise what's available to you, you have no interest in and you carve a new path from that realisation. But again, going back to the decision thing, if you get stuck in indecision, you don't take the time to realise, I don't want any of these things that are in front of me. I want to create my own sort of recipe for what success looks like. And I guess that brings me back to your journey. And, you know, do you have any words of advice for anybody who wants to go full-time as a creative I I mean, full-time starting your own business, not full-time as a creative (laughs) in-house. We can cover that too, but yeah. (laughs) I would say my first thought was just, was going to be just do it. But I feel like that's not very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely to to think about it, to, to consciously decide what it is that you are looking to gain in your life. Not necessarily when it comes to job titles or the career that you think that you're aiming for to really think about the life you know are you do you want to be do you want to be in an office do you want the ability to work from lots of different places do you want a team do you want to be on your own do you want to be with others do you want to lead others do you want to to help but there's there's so many different parts to having a business and there's so many different types of businesses you could have even in the area of focus that you might want to be in but to be able to step back and think how do I want my days to look what do I want to be doing and then if you realize that where you are now doesn't align with that then you can take those steps or figure out those steps to better align your career with your life goals or your life plan, I suppose. Um, 
if that involves setting up your business, then do it. Definitely, definitely go for it because it's about alignment. If you're if you're not going to be aligned and happy employed or yeah. solely employed, then what harm? What harm is trying something for, for a little while? You could always go back. You could always try something new. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I guess that brings me on to my next question as well, which is, you know, what is your career teaching you right now? A lot. <laughs> Definitely a lot. I say I'm still in fledgling, fledgling business mode in the grand scheme of things. So there is a lot of learning going on at the moment. I think the most important things at the moment is patience to not want everything straight away, but not to expect everything straight away. That's not how business works and that's okay. <laughs> and to, to trust in my way of doing things. That I think is a biggie. It's taken, you know, it's taken 30 years for me to, to stop working in a way that other people have wanted or expected of me. So to be able to trust my own intuition or my own ideas in how I'd like to work or who I'd like to work with or how it, how it visualizes itself to be able to trust that and go with it and know that it is, it is okay. Everyone is different. Everyone does things differently. And that's a good thing. That's, that's probably my number one, probably my number one. <laughs> so leaning into the uniqueness and designing it all. In Definitely. Which makes sense. Permission. In, in the, the, I do it for clients all the time. I encourage people to, to lean into their, their quirks, to be able to craft a brand or designs that are unique to them. And it works both ways. <laughs> Taking our own medicine today, people. Yes. What did we say earlier? <laughs> it's literally that. That's it. We, what we need to hear is what we tell other people. Yes. <laughs> that is so, so important. And thank you so much for sharing that as well, because I think we don't, until we start doing it a different way, we don't realise how much we've been conditioned into one right way of everything. Um, and um haven't given ourselves permission to interrogate that and you know I describe it often as trying on a shoe to see if it fits we've yeah. just been told automatically this is your size this is your shoe and it's just like mm, not really sure it's pinching my toes it's always <laughs> pinched my toes <laughs> yeah question quest question maybe not everything but uh, maybe question everything, but questions are your friend. If if it doesn't feel right, if you're unsure, if you think something different, question yeah. it. Yeah. Chances are you're right. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Don't be afraid of what you find at the end of a question. Don't. It's always very enlightening. Really yeah for one way or another it will be it will be yeah it feels like the world is going to crumble with this massive epiphany do not worry fear not you will make it through mm-hmm. you really will um thank you so much for answering that and just sharing so openly and transparently about your journey so far right because this has been what a year 
a year of Yoko Studio full time? Well, it's well going full time has only been since January. <sighs> yeah, it's been a year a year since the idea was formed mm. of needing to make a change, and yeah, a couple of months of beavering away behind the scenes, and the official launch was January. So fledgling. <laughs> But the next time I come on the show will be really, really interesting. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. And, you know, we'll get, I'll get nosy, like I told you, I'll grill you again, <laughs> and ask you what's going on, what's your words of wisdom for the peoples. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited for that. So we've mentioned Yoko Studio. Um, can, let's, let's do it formally. Where can people connect with you, find all of the candy and the bright colours that I've been referring to? Yes, yeah, so if you want the candy, go to you can find me at yokostudio.co.uk or on Instagram, which is yoko.studio. And there will be all the colour, all the candy, all the treats. Love it. Oh, it's just a visual ray of sunshine. Like I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your journey. Thanks for inviting me. listening to this week's episode of the phenomenal career podcast where you hear the how why and what it takes to build a career that stands out don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think i'd love to hear from you did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the career clubhouse you can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops check the links in the show notes for more info As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.